With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Need another big third down conversion. Meyer looking to throw. Fires deep down the left side for Blythe, and he has the catch. Tiptoeing the sidelines. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Todd Blythe, his fourth of the day. Unbelievable. All right, Cyclone Nation, welcome to the Meyer to Blythe podcast. I am uh, one of your hosts, Brett Meyer, sitting here as always, looking at my good friend, uh, Todd Blythe. Todd, how you doing? I'm doing well. It is good to be back on the podcast feed. I have not seen or talked to you since the last time we recorded months and months ago. So it's great to hear from you again, buddy. I saw you a couple of weeks ago. We talked probably every other day, uh, whether it's me, you, and we bring Mylan in. We basically talk uh, probably what, three, four times a week. Yeah, we probably do. We probably need to stop that at this point. I know. I know. We're both, uh, all three of us are just in the car for too dang long at the same time. So Agreed. Um, but now, man, it's, it's uh, probably, I'm not going to say probably the most anticipated uh, season, football season in, uh, you know, Iowa State history. Uh, we're sold out, season tickets, all-time record. Um, and th- we, we're going to have our, you know, we have the potential for this to be our best team yet. And, you know, the fan enthusiasm is expected is, is right there. I saw Brent Bloom tweeted today that we're going to average most likely over 60,000 fans a game, which is, you know, you can think about, even some of the bigger games we had and some of the crowds that we had just of how, how unbelievable that is with the, with the support that we're getting, you know, from Cyclone nation. It's just awesome to see. And so happy for everyone who's worked and all the players, especially after a year of not having any fans for them to be able to come back and have this season and everybody coming in healthy, everybody coming back. And I'm excited. I cannot wait. So, um, yeah, man, I think this is uh, I think this is as exciting, a. uh, a build up to a season as we've ever had, maybe as important uh, of a season as we've ever had as, as well with everything that's going on with college football, with the realignment. Um, I mean, shoot, we need to be good this year. We need to do well this year. Um, we are, <laughs> I mean, for lack of better terms, we're fighting for a job or fighting for a conference. Maybe we need to find a place to play, uh, in the, in the next few years. So, um, while part of me thinks we'll be fine, uh, there's a part of me also that thinks, um, you know, the pressure's on a little bit this year. So I think we, we won a bunch of ball games. We won a big 12 title. Um, all that stuff goes away. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think the realignment topic is something that's been, Obviously, it, it drives traffic to websites and it drives traffic to, you know, ESPN or just whoever's covering it. So it's going to be covered heavily, and it's been talked about from every angle. Kind of came out of nowhere with, you know, obviously OU and Texas, um, you know, going over to the SEC. But uh, you know, we're in a better position than we've ever been, you know, for this to be happening right now. Had this happen, you know, ten years ago or even when we were playing, you know, Iowa State would not have been in a great spot. So I do think that. We're in a really good spot. Obviously, this is not ideal. Um, it's 
I could imagine that, you know, recruits are, ha- are asking the questions and, you know, it's probably something we don't want to have to answer, but you know, I, you saw Matt Campbell in that press conference when, when the reporter asked him, how do you answer that question? He said, we win. We're going to, no. you know, if you want to win, win, win and take care of that stuff. Yeah. So I do think that, you know, whether it be the big 10 or just wherever we do end up, if we do go out and win 10, 11 games this year, I think we're going to be very attractive to someone who watches and, you know, we're going to be on, you know, I know that, uh, you know, uh, Chris and, and, and Bloom had, uh, I think it was Stuart Mandel on one of the, um, national columnists for the athletic and, uh, you know, Bloom was just talking about how the opportunity of being on some of those marquee ABC two thirty, you know, whatever, you know, seven thirty kicks, you know, gives you an opportunity to grow, grow your exposure and to get some of those, you know, two, three, four, four million, um, four million people watching some of those games. So hopefully uh, I know I was on ABC three thirty kick. That'll be a big one for us. And I'm sure Texas, Oklahoma, we're going to have some opportunities to really grow and show, you know, what our brand is about. And I know that, you know, obviously Iowa state and cyclone nation will come through and even like, you know, the Vegas game, that's going to probably be somewhat of a mini bowl game for us to be able to showcase. I don't know what channel it's going to be on, but it's a, it's a nine 30 game, um, you know, nine 30 central. I think that's seven 30 kick out West. So it'll be a prime time game. And I'm sure somebody will, you know, hopefully ESPN or somebody picks it up and we're able to kind of showcase. If you see, I don't know how many people are going to be there, 15, 20,000 Iowa state fans, you know, in, in the new Raider stadium will look pretty good too. So I'm excited. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think we travel so well, we're going to be, we're going to be attractive to other conferences. At some point I may have to stop um, bashing the big 10 and calling them a bad football conference or just bad conference in general, if we're going to be a part of it, not quite there yet. So I can continue to do that throughout this season, at least, um, but I think the word is out that uh, Iowa State travels well. We're, we have one of the best fan bases in the country. There's no doubt. There's a reason that UNLV jacked up ticket prices for the Iowa State game and only the Iowa State game. You can get tickets for like 30 bucks for any other home game for UNLV. And then Iowa State, uh, they didn't have any tickets on the website, um, you know, for under 150 bucks or something like that. I mean, it, and tickets now at this point are, are going for crazy high prices. So people know we travel. People know we're going to come to their town and drink them out of bush light. Um, but I think this is, like you said, th- if this happens, you know, 10 years ago, even five years ago, we're in a world of hurt. Um, but the fact that we're coming in at ranked as a, a top 10 team, um, you know, consensus wise around the, uh, in every pool you look at, we couldn't be in a better position. If this was going to happen, it's, it's a good thing. It's happening now um, versus a few years ago. hundred percent. Right. And I want to transition to something really important. You mentioned Bush light. Um, so there's a, a new high V in uh, the suburb Maple Grove that we live in. Very nice. It's about five minutes from our house. And I saw some um, bush light. I don't know if it's deodorant or like a body wash bush light flavored. Oh, good yeah. Lord. I sent you the picture of it. I'm sure you have it. <laughs> I put it on my underarms right before we, uh, we get, jumped on the podcast here. So, uh, yeah. I think uh, bush light is definitely uh is targeting its audience here in the middle. Speaking of alcohol though, let's make sure we, uh, we talk about, you know, the, the people we're drinking right now. I saw you just poured up, um, you know, a little Mississippi river distilling company, as always, we're not going to record without a little Cody road or in my case, the old fashioned going right here. You can, you can hear my, uh, my ice jingling around in my cup right there. So, uh, shout out to those guys as always. Thank you for supporting cyclone fanatic. Thank you for supporting us on our podcast, uh, and for keeping us going all season long. 
Did you just do an ad read like impromptu? Yeah, kind of impromptu. You talked about alcohol and, you know, I'm have a, have a glass of, uh, talking about Bush light deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was a good segue though. Wasn't it? It Pro pro segue. That's pretty good. Chris, uh, Chris needs to take notes. That's right. Season two, we're a lot more polished this year. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think we can put the realignment talk to bed. I mean, that's something that, you know, our, our on-field play does relate to it because I think it's going to help put us in a position to hopefully, you know, be attractive to, to remain a power five team, which I don't see how, I don't see how we can, we land anywhere else, but, you know, somewhere in a major conference with, you know, hopefully a major, you know, a major TV deal with, uh, you know, very similar or even more revenue than what we get now from a current deal, just because there's and you look at our new facility, which is, I haven't been up there yet, but I hear it's unbelievable. Um, you look at obviously just the, the ambitious plans that we had, I don't know, obviously COVID probably put a wrench in some of that, um, you know, taking a year off from revenue is, is obviously a big deal, but, uh, just kind of things we, that we had planned, uh, you know, whatever it was, it was going to go in between Hilton and Jack Trice and, and all that. Hopefully, we can still get that done, but, uh, you know, big picture, Iowa state's in a great place and, you know, realignment, let's just put it aside and let's enjoy this season. Yeah. Last thing on that. I mean, Iowa state university as a whole is attractive, uh, academically we're one of, you know, the top one or two or three schools in the, in the big 12. Um, obviously I mean, you and I, you know, graduated from there, um, basketball, our basketball team, although we sucked last year, uh, our men's basketball team is a brand our Iowa state, um, our women's basketball team is a, is a great brand and our football team is becoming a better and better brand every year and is one of the best teams in the nation this year. So we're going to be attractive. Let's win ball games this year. Let's compete and hopefully win a big 12 title and all that'll take care of itself. Okay. I'm done talking about that for today. Playoffs baby. Let's do it. Um, so one thing I thought we'd do is just kind of run through, um, the schedule and just kind of just give maybe a quick, uh, just a quick thought on each game. Obviously opening up this Saturday, 3.30 kick ESPN plus with Northern Iowa. And we can kind of dig into this game. Let's just, we'll just get kind of give the Northern Iowa preview right now and then kind of uh, finish up with the rest of the schedule. So Northern mm-hmm. Iowa comes in I think they played seven games last year, went three and four, and you can't really take a, I mean, seven games is a decent, a decent amount to pull from, but last year was obviously just such a crapshoot for everyone involved that, uh, you know, but if you look at Northern Iowa and you look at the numbers and I know that just kind of looking at the stats, I, I listened to, to Williams and, and Bloom's pod, uh, previewing this game and they mentioned, you know, um, Bloom, who is the, uh, you know, the walking stat as we like to call him <laughs> something he brought up that I think is, is just, you know, a glaring, um, you know, positive for us and something we hopefully can take advantage of is, you know, our run defense last year, he mentioned that, you know, we give up, I think three yards a game, three yards per carry, excuse me, for the whole season. You and I average three yards running the ball. Yeah. So that's where we got to take advantage of that. We got to make sure that we make them one dimensional and believe that the McAvoy kid is he from Lincoln is the quarterback. Yeah, still? McElvain, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So sorry, McElvain. Um, you know, he's somebody that came in a couple of years ago and ran around the field and you knew that, you know, he, he's a playmaker, but I don't know if he's the most accurate passer or if he's the most efficient passer. So I do think that, you know, that's something that we're going to have to take advantage of. We can make them one dimensional. I think defensively, you know, I think we should easily hold them under 10 points. Yeah. I mean, McElvain, look, he, he's a, 
he's a flashy, he can be a flashy kid. His best game was probably a couple years ago when he came to Jack Trice. Uh, he's been very inconsistent since. Um, if everybody's listened to, to Chris and Brent's pod, they talked about, you know, again, Brent dives into the stats way more than Brett and I will, but, um, they talked about their, their defense is really good. Jeremiah Johnson, their D coordinator is a fantastic football mind. He gets their guys ready to play on defense. So they're going to be stout on defense. Their offense just was not good last year. Some of that was the COVID stuff. You know, obviously their, their best alignment got drafted uh, early and went to the, went to the Buffalo bills. He didn't play in the spring. Um, their tight end uh, transferred because of everything that was going on and, and played for Kansas state. Uh, and he got drafted. So they had some good players that didn't play for him last year in the spring. Um, but again, they, they didn't piss a drop in the run game. They didn't score any points last year on offense. Our defense is going to be outstanding. We have playmakers at every level on defense. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think you're exactly right. You know, if they get a couple score, if they get a touchdown, a field goal, and we hold them 10 points, I think that's that, that, that is to be expected that kind of def- uh, output for their offense against our defense. Um, and then, when our offense gets on the field, I think it'll be, a, you know, a, a coach Campbell type of game. He, you know, just impose our will, you know, supposedly what everyone is saying is our line is, you know, 10 guys deep this year, which is something we've never had. I mean, shoot, you were back there behind the line where we weren't even necessarily five deep. Uh, so, it, you know, I, I think we'll run the heck out of the ball. I think we'll get some, hopefully, you know, Jarrell Brock will get in there and get some carries as well. I'd love to see what he can do, um, you know, in a real game time situation, but uh, I, this, this shouldn't be close. I hope it's not close. I really hope he puts to bed the whole thing of coming out slow and, and struggling game one of the year. So, uh, you know, if, if we hang 35, 40 on him, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I would agree. I, I do think that, you know, the most important position group for us this year is going to be our offensive line. I mean, you look at, you know, we got Sean Foster, you know, obviously Trevor Downing, Colin Newell is probably our best offensive lineman, but, uh, you know, Joey Ramos has played some. You look at Daryl Simmons Jr., who's a backup at right guard. He's played quite a bit. Um, Remsburg at right tackle has played a lot of football. Uh, I just think we're, you know, like you said, we're probably, you know, eight, nine deep with guys who can play different positions, who have some flexibility, have some versatility, and, and are really experienced. And that's going to help us a ton because when you have somebody like Brees Hall, who's one of the more dynamic players uh, in the country, is probably in the top you know, probably top three, top five, every Heisman list and, you know, rightfully mm-hmm. so, and probably has, depending on, you know, on what he runs and how scouts think could be borderline, you know, probably late first, second round draft pick in the draft next year. We have somebody in the backfield. So to be able to get him going and have that offensive line with that experience and obviously, you know, Brock and with, with what he's done. And, you know, I don't think that the one thing for him, I think is just don't try to do too much. Realize that we have, you know, we talked about this at the at our Cyclones Fanatic uh, outing in Des Moines a couple of weeks ago. It was just, you know, you have probably, you know, our, our 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 tight end room is the best it's ever been. Our offensive line is probably the best it's ever been. I mean, we've had obviously some great running backs, but you know, we're solid at every position on the offense. I think Xavier Hutchinson, Tariq Milton. Joe Skate, Sean Shaw. We got some depth at receiver. We got some dynamic playmakers at receiver. Just distribute. Just keep us out of bad plays. Distribute. You know, there's going to be times, you know, he has it in him on, a, you know, a third down where, you know, maybe protection breaks down and they bring pressure to be able to extend the play and get a first down with his legs. But just don't try to do too much, man. Just just play within the system. And I think he's going to be fine. I'm excited for him this year um, to just build on what he's already done and, and really kind of lead us. 
Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, outside of obviously everything's going to start up front on offense and defense, but outside of the, the O-line, I think Brock Purdy um, truly being the player that we all think he is and have seen flashes of throughout his career. You and I talked a bunch last year, especially early in the season where, you know, the expectations for him were super high and there were games where he flat out played, you know, average, you, you know, what we would consider average for him. He was above average quarterback in the big 12, no doubt. Um, but, you know, we both talked and I think uh, thought that he left some in the tank at times last year um, and just eliminating those dumb mistakes, dumb turnovers. If we can not turn the ball over with our offense, our offensive line, the way we run the ball, I think we'll be in a great spot. Obviously our tight end room is fantastic. Chase Allen is, you know, Charlie Kohler's as good as it gets. Chase Allen is uh, 32 years old, coming back for a, a 13th year at Iowa State, which is exciting. Um, receivers, a little bit of question marks there, maybe. Xavier Hutchinson uh, had a great, a, uh, fantastic year last year. Tariq Milton was banged up. I'm curious to see what he does. And then uh, I'm also curious who the other guy's going to be. Um, but, yeah, if Brock Purdy can come out and be the Brock Purdy we all expect and think he'll be, um, then this, this offense and this team could be truly dangerous this year. Yeah, I would agree. And then obviously defensively, I think the strength of our defense is going to be in the middle, you know, with you know, obviously Mike Rose, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year coming back. Is that any good? Is that any good? Orion Vance, he's been solid. Jake Hummel has come on and he's been great. And just even in the back end, right? I mean, you got Greg, Greg Eisworth coming back again. I think he's been... Another guy in his thirties coming back for another you know, year. Pretty been cool all to big see. Twelve, I think you know, <laughs> basically every year he's played. And Anthony Johnson, he's a he's an NFL corner. I mean, look, just look at our corners and the size. Right, Ishim Young might be our most talented guy back there. I yeah. mean, I'll tell you right now, as a receiver, if I had seen number one lurking back there, there'd be a few a few uh, crossing routes or dig routes where I would have forgot what route I had. Yeah, we know um, that. <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest with you. Ishim Young will unfortunately sometimes put his head down and come hit you. So hopefully he keeps his eyes up and, and, you know, stays on the field all the time this year, but he's a missile back there. I mean, the only starter we're not returning, um, the guy filling in for him led the, led the nation in sacks last year. Will McDonald six, four, two forty five. I mean, he's a freak coming off the edge. So, uh, yeah, our, our defense is, you know, has a potential to be suffocating, um, to, to opposing offenses. This, I mean, this, this year is going to be so exciting. I cannot wait to get started. This, this week's probably going to drag on uh, just to, just to get, get to Saturday, but uh, it could be the start of something really fun. Yeah, I would have to agree. And I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Are you, are you going to the game Saturday? Yep. Yep. Brett, my wife and I, we're going to go up there and uh, tailgate, probably throw a few cold beers back and then uh, go, go cheer on the Cyclones to hopefully uh, just an absolute ass woman. Chill. Let's talk some, uh, Special teams, you know a lot about punting. Okay, I'm just kind of looking at that. Punt, punt return specialist. Yeah, I mean, special Iowa teams, State. obviously, in the first game last year was something that we didn't, uh, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't a bright spot and probably cost us in the long run. But um, I just don't see that happening. I think we're going to shore that up. Sounds like we got made some changes, um, you know, on the kickoff team and getting and maybe a stronger leg in there that can we'll probably get a sarcastic cheer if we do kick one out of the end zone. Sarcastic. There won't be sarcastic. It'll be a standing O if we kick the ball through the end zone on a kickoff. That guy will be the most cheered player in Jack Trice if we can do that. All the pressure on. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Again, I can't – I've probably said that word 20 times about just thinking about how um, – that's because how we, that's how we feel. Like, I mean, I know, we busy. had a great year last year and nobody could go watch. And this year we get to go and have, you know, almost 62,000 fans screaming and, and going crazy together for what's going to be hopefully the best Iowa state team we've ever had. Like 
we should be excited. I, we obviously are excited. I cannot wait to get this thing started. Be honest. You think it's better than our 07 team? Oh God, <laughs> we're so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> rough start, rough in the middle. Tough I am though. You're talking about special teams. I'm just looking through the depth chart right here. The only question mark on special teams really is who's going to be our returners. Do you think? I mean, is that a Tariq Milton returning punts and kicks possibly? I mean, I don't think it matters really. Cause we don't, I don't think we really punt returning. I mean, they put, they usually put like, yeah, I, that's a good point. Chris and Brent talked about them. I think after the Iowa game where we fumbled oh, away God. an opportunity to win it late. Yes. Probably maybe hopefully change our philosophy, which I, you know, we, with as good offenses we have, exactly. Defenses we have, we're going to be, a successful punt return is handing the ball to the offense afterwards. It's like when you were back returning punts, <laughs> fair catching before they even kick hey, it. Hey, telling that ref, hey, as soon as this ball snapped, I am fair catching this fair thing. Catch. <laughs> hey, can you see a quick fair catch? Um, but no, I, I just think in kick return, we're, we're, that's probably where, you know, we're missing. You know, we're probably going to miss a lot, obviously, with uh, – Yeah, I mean, Nuango graduating yeah. – Nuango graduating and going to the uh, – your Vikings. Yeah, so, yeah. Vikings – guy I um, loved it, but he you know, going to the nfl he, he, he's the best to do it in the history of the school one of yeah. the best to do it in the big 12 um so so and he changed some games for us if you think about the the big returns he had late in the year so um that'll be a question mark i think for sure um but i the, the difference of iowa state this year in the last couple of years versus in the past is we have the athletes and we have the talent to find somebody to stick back there um, whether it's like, I don't, I, I mean, I have, this is a complete guess. I have no idea, but one of our receivers like TJ Tampa, I remember seeing he's a backup corner. I remember seeing his clips when he was coming out of high school, his basketball clips. Most impressive. I mean, I'll ever see. Oh That's my goodness. That guy could win an NBA dunk contest, unreal athlete. And those are the kind of guys we have. And he's not even listed as a starter right now because he's behind Anthony Johnson. Who's going to be an NFL guy. That's the kind of athletes we had this year who, that we haven't had in the past, you know, outside the last couple of years you know, a testament to uh, coach Campbell and his, his staff recruiting, but that, that's the difference is we'll find a guy who can stick back there and, uh, and, and catch the ball and make plays. So, yeah, yeah this is uh special teams to be interesting. That's really about our only question mark roster and depth chart wise. Um, everybody, everybody else is coming back. So. Yeah, I'm excited. I think, you know, my, my prediction with how the game goes is early in the season, everybody's going to be really excited and, you know, we could get off. I don't want to say a slow start, but just not, we don't jump out the gates and just we're up 21, nothing at the end of the first quarter. That'd be great. But I see it more as like a, you know, 13, nothing halftime lead. And we kind of blow it up in the second half. And, you know, 100% got, agree. Yeah. I got Iowa state winning 34, 34 to 10. Okay. You, I swear you just stole the, I'm going to go 38, 10 then. I don't know, but uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. I, I think you're right. I think we're, you know, we have a, you know, seven zip, 10 zip after the first quarter, we start to start to heat up in the second quarter a little bit. And then third quarter, we really, really put it away. Fourth quarter, we get to see some of those other guys come in. Um, you know, like we talked about Jarrell Brock come in and run the ball a few times. Love to see Hunter Deckers get out there at quarterback, uh, you know, with, with a packed stadium, he got to play a little bit last year. Um, but there were, you know, nobody in the stands. The only people cheering for him were his teammates on the sideline. So it'd be fun to see those guys get out there and play with a, with a packed house and see what they can do. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they can do a week one. It hasn't always been the case with how Iowa State started off, but uh, I feel good about this year. I, th I think that the coaching staff has realized um, some of the issues we've had going into week one. I know, Brett, you talked about this 
um, at our Cycle Fanatic outing a couple of weeks ago that uh, Coach Campbell has had the tendency to sometimes grind up our guys in camp. He's a little old school. I think they backed off that a little bit, and our guys are going to be fresh, uh, and they're, they're going to have their legs. They're going to be fast, and they're going to be chomping at the bit to get out there and, and do something in front of some people. Yep, I think so. So let's look at now. We'll just kind of run through the schedule quickly here. Um, obviously Northern Iowa to start. I think we both feel pretty good about that. And Iowa coming to town, uh, September 11th. And sounds like there's a chance that, you know, if we both look good, we've won that we could have a repeat game day trip coming. Hopefully the weather cooperates better than it did last time they were here. And, you know, right. Iowa has got us, I think, what is it? Five straight we've lost, which is, um, yep. Campbell's you know, never beat him, right? Is not. So I don't, um, it's a good year to take care of that. It is a good year to take care of that. I think with their, you know, it, you know, they're going to be good up front. You know, they're going to be good. They're going to be good fundamental. You know, obviously on defense, I don't think they've given up like 24 or more points in like five years. Some do have some yeah, dumb data about it. They're going to be solid across yeah, the board. You know they're going to be boring be as hell to watch. It's good. going to be, yeah. yeah, it's going to be traditional Iowa football. It's just yeah. going to be boring and solid. They're not going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, the, the difference is again, like we've talked about, uh, you know, just to start this, uh, this discussion is we are not, lacking on the O and D line, like we have in this matchup, um, in years past, uh, we're going to be as good and probably better, um, than they will on the, in the front. So, I mean, this, I know every year this get this game gets talked about, you know, do Iowa state fans like, you know, worry about it more than Iowa fans? No, the answer is no. Iowa fans are talking it down this year because they know that there's a chance they get beat. So they're going to act like this isn't as, as big a deal this year. Oh, we're, you know, we'd rather beat Wisconsin every year than beat Iowa state every year. Um, well, you're not going to do that either. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I really want to get this one. I'm, I'm tired of like every year I, I get sick of, of Hawk fans. So I really want to get this one. So especially we have a leg up when we do join the big 10 in the year. Well, I, I do think that <laughs> in a, a spot where I think we have an advantage this year is our offensive line versus, you know, which is their front, which is not usually the case. Um, and, you know, we can come out and we can run it on them consistently and opens up, obviously, what Brock can do on the outside and some play action. And you know, I like our chances there. I feel good about that game. And they have a yep. – basically, you know, that guy, Petrus, I think, is a quarterback who really struggled early on the first couple of games. And then they probably just simplified some things and, you know, caught some teams at the right time. And I think they won six straight to finish the year. And he was a little bit better, but – It'll be his first road game, and you saw he had it in him to be a little bit jittery and, and kind of make some, you know, make some some uh, you know some big mistakes, uh, some timely mistakes, and some ugly turnovers. And hopefully, it sounds like a good game for uh, Mike Rose to get a game clinching interception, like he did so like many that. times last I year. Like that. Then UNLV uh, the next week. We're both uh, we're both planning to head out to Vegas, so. That'll be fun. I think we're heading out there Thursday and coming back Sunday. So I'm excited. It'll be Same fun. I, yeah. sounds like there's uh, you know, there'll be uh, quite a few Iowa state fans there, obviously, and, and a good, a good amount of former teammates to be able to catch up. And I'm excited. We're staying at the Mandalay. We're staying at Mandalay. I think you're staying there too, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, we're doing the, uh, the cycle fanatic charter actually, uh, my wife and I, so we're going to go down there. I'm sitting by uh, Chris Williams on the flight. Um, so they might have to, you know, call wheelchairs to get us both off the plane, but, uh, we're going to get after it. It's going to be a, a hell of a weekend for sure. A large contingent of Iowa state fans are going to be heading to Vegas, hitting the tables, hitting the bars, and then, uh, and then hitting that new stadium that looks like the death star. So that'll be a fun one for sure. And I have a feeling we're going to kick the shit out of UNLV. So it should be a good weekend. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about UNLV admittedly. I mean, we'll dig into them as it comes close to the game week, but that's not, again, a game that we just, 
doesn't really present outside of maybe some distractions or it's different or it's an unfamiliar spot. It's going to be just as unfamiliar to them. I don't think they, I don't know that they play all their games there. Maybe they do, but, um, you know, I mean, again, th- this team is extremely focused. You know, you hear stories about, you know, some of the guys with the NIL coming out and being able to profit, turning down offers from like companies in Des Moines say, Hey, could you come down and film a commercial and, you know, we'll pay you, you know, few thousand dollars and it's like yeah you know what we're gonna pass because we want to focus on camp that actually did happen with a couple of our of our guys this year so i i I just we're so focused we're so um we're just dialed in and i'm 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 just extremely excited about um you know this whole season but you know that game too and then you know we go from unlv we're at baylor the next week and baylor's really struggled last year and i think that was first year with dave arnada as head coach um, mm-hmm. kind of flip that roster and, and that roster over a lot of transfers. So again, that's yep. another game that we should be able to win with what we have, as long as we go down there and, you know, don't, uh, don't commit a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. This is going to be a theme talking about this, this schedule is as long as we don't commit a lot of turnovers or do anything to beat ourselves, I think we're going to be favored in every game, um, except for probably the Oklahoma game. So yeah, I mean, you talk Baylor; they'll they'll probably be better this year, but they've still got a lot of question marks, a lot of a lot of changes going on on that team. Um, you know, the next week we go or we're we're at home against Kansas. I don't even think anything needs to be said about that. Um, they'd be a better football team if their basketball team uh, strapped on pads. Kansas will be better. They got a good coach. He was at Whitewater. He was at Buffalo. I think he's very very highly thought of. But yeah, I mean, it is still Kansas. They had, they had less miles last year. The guys won national titles. Less. I think Les was too motivated. Les was kind of like, uh, I think Les was past his prime a little bit. (laughs) Terrible hire. Funniest thing was like Kansas did the whole deal. They did like a reality show about like the, I think it was, it was like Jeff Long, the AD who was, um, I think maybe he was, I don't know where he was at before Kansas, but it just, he's just looking like the biggest bet, you know, just the biggest badass, like going through this coaching search. And it's like, yeah, I just hired one of your buddies and, yeah, you didn't go Basically, real deep no in depth. Like, didn't go real deep uh, in the no. research for the for the coach search. They got last miles, and then all the baggage that obviously came yeah. out and came with them yeah. um, with so, the stuff and, from LSU. Yeah. And Kansas State, they were Kansas State was got off to a great start last year, and then had a ton of injuries and COVID, and so we caught them at the right time and blew them out last year. But we're playing at Kansas State. That's never an easy game. I think it's going to be kind of similar to what it's been the past handful of years, where it's going to be a close game. We're going to have to play well. Oklahoma State. We're going to get bad calls. We always get bad calls at Kansas State. Um, They probably are going to have a big, tall safety that wears number two. They've had a tall safety that wears number two since before we played. I don't know if it's the same guy or not. He's on the Greg Eisworth schedule of graduation, but uh, so that'll guarantee that guy will be there. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just a solid football program overall. So they're going to be good. They're always going to be uh, ready to play every week. So again, we'll be favored. Um, it, you know, I expect us to do well and, and obviously win that game, but we have to be, uh, we have to be tight and, and be sharp and not turn the ball over. Yeah. I mean, Deuce Vaughn's a player that is very highly, highly regarded. And I think some people feel like he's probably the second, second or third best back in the big 12. So, you know, we'll, we'll have our hands full in Oklahoma state the following week and, you know, Gundy's always got a bunch of, you know, probably two, three, four NFL guys on the roster and they're going to offensively, they're going to be, they're going to be challenging. They're going to spread it around and they're going to have a good running game. And they'll probably have a back who's at that point in the season got close to a thousand yards. Somebody always seems to emerge from there. You yeah. Know, they lost a couple guys. They lost that, uh, yeah, Chuba Hubbard. 
or Chubba, however you say his name, Hubbard. Uh, Tylen Wallace, the receiver, played a little bit last year and then opted out the last few games once he realized that their team sucked. Um, is their quarterback back? I'm not sure. I think, I think their quarter. I think they got the same quarterback coming back, but I'm not sure. But either way, he's going to have a, a new guy he's handing the ball off to, and, and some new guys he's throwing the ball to. But um, you know, they'll be they'll be flashy. It's just a matter of if they have any substance behind it to uh, you know to last four quarters with a, a good Iowa State team. Yeah, I think so too. So then we're looking after. Let's see here, Oklahoma State. Yeah. After that is West Virginia. West Virginia at, at West Virginia. So, yeah, I don't, um, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about West Virginia. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. No, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to be completely honest. They could be really good. They could be really bad. I don't know anything about them. They're too far away. They shouldn't be in the Big Twelve. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, they're so neat, moving neat. right. Moving right along. Moving right along. Uh, November sixth, we got uh, we got Texas at home. I want to just kick the shit out of Texas. I I mean, with everything that's gone on, um, obviously, I think everybody in the Big Twelve is going to feel that way. I know the Big 12 refs and the Big 12 conference is going to hate to take to hear this and hate to see it, but there there might be one or two people in the crowd that are doing the uh, horns down. Um, so that, you know, I know that's terrible. It's hard to play. It's hard to win a ball game like that when you're Texas, when fans and the opposing team go horns down on you. It's, uh, it's really distracting and, you know, hurts your feelings. Um, but I really hope we, we hang about 50 on them. Yeah. If they um, actually penalize that this year, I honestly feel like they should not penalize the horn. I mean, you shouldn't do it in the first place. But they no, really it's a joke based on kind of what's transpired. Here. Maybe, yeah, especially now. What maybe are we in Oklahoma to their feelings for oh, now? Oh, you can penalize them. They can just throw flags at each other. But. Yeah, because we hate both teams now. But <laughs> now I'll say at, this at Texas Tech after that. Sorry, you got something else about Texas? I was say with, with Texas, you know, we, we need to make sure like when we played at Texas, they put us in this terrible locker room with no AC underneath the bleachers. Like we should treat them like that because we give. Yes. Teams that come into Jack Trice, you get our our old home locker room, which is a big, like a nice big live. Yeah, that's the locker room. It's by get. far, it's twice as big as any other road locker room in the Big Twelve. Yeah, so it's maybe so much nicer. Put them where the teams used to be for our home games, like on the west <laughs> yes. side of the Jacobson building. That tiny, it's probably not even a locker room anymore. Who knows what it is now? No, it's the uh, equivalent of like a small un, unfinished basement. <laughs> is that old locker room that we stick teams in? Um, they do have, I, I would love to see Brees Hall come out and, and rush for about 250 in this game. Since, you know, some media outlets you see them saying that Texas running back is the best running back in the Big 12, which is hilarious because the leading rusher in the nation is coming back and he's in names. But yet, the, you know, if you have Texas and you have a longhorn on the side of your helmet, all of a sudden it, it, you know, ups your worth a little bit, regardless of how good of an actual player you are. And I yeah. think the kid's probably really good. He's not Brees Hall. No, I think that's some of the the frustration that you saw, you heard from from Bloom when they were talking with Mandel, who's a national columnist. And I'm not saying, I, I don't know if he's ranked them, but, you know, Texas is an easy program to cover because it's Texas versus like Iowa yeah. State. You might have to dig a little bit deeper and you got to make the trip to Ames. And it's just God little... forbid you'd have to do your job yeah. and do a little bit of research. That was a great point, though, that, uh, that, that Brent bought, uh, brought up as, like it's kind of a chicken and the egg situation. Like these guys are established brands. And so they get more TV time, but without more TV time in the good slots, at least, how do you build and establish your brand? Um, I think Iowa state's doing that in spite of not getting great TV slots. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, you put us on prime time and you, you make us the two thirty game on ABC a couple of times with this team. Uh, and that, that brand all of a sudden becomes a lot bigger than, than what it currently is. 
anyway, yeah, moving on to Texas Tech. Yeah, I think people are going to want to watch because they're obviously interested in our. Sounds like there's somebody, you know, some teams want to hire a head coach away and. What? I haven't heard that at all ever in the last couple years. It's so funny. Every single like outlet puts out like their, you know, their, whatever you call it, like hot coaching, up and coming coaching candidate. And it's like, it's literally just a carbon copy of the first guy who did it. It's just the same people. Once again, do your job and do a little research. Like how lazy of a story is that? Oh, I can't think of anything to write this week. I'm going to write the, you know, where's coach Campbell? Where's Matt Campbell going uh, after this year? What a what lazy report! I, I, I think it's important for because the fake news media just talking about strictly strictly sports media. Right? It is important for some of those coaches, like uh, you know, I saw like Lavar Woods at Iowa was listed on, was on one of those. Lists. Yeah, assistant coaches that's and coordinators. For, that that's him, more exciting yeah. and and more stuff I want to read about than like oh. okay, you have a coach who's really successful at a little bit smaller school and it's a head coach. Like, obviously the teams are going to go after them. It's, it's a more interesting read when you're telling me some, you know, defensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach that I don't know about that is, you know, the next hot thing. That's something worth reading. Not telling me, you know, the head coaches that are really, really good. Like I already know that. Yeah. It's, it's important for those assistant coaches because ADs and NFL owners, they, they pay attention to that stuff. And that's kind of how, you know, some of that does get on. The they road. hire off Twitter just like the rest of us would. That's how Todd got his last job was with Twitter. <laughs> and then, you know, we finished up the season, obviously the big one, um, Oklahoma. You know, we're, we're at we're not, We have a game after Oklahoma, but I guess you're right. It well, you, I mean, Texas Tech and then Oklahoma. Yeah, and then yeah. TCU at home. So. And then TCU. But, yeah. The Oklahoma I mean, yeah, Oklahoma is the one that matters. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. I mean, obviously, Spencer Rattler. It sounds like they're, they're having some injuries and depth issues at running back. But, you know, Spencer Rattler is is, you know, he's probably – if he's not the best quarterback in the country, he's one a, right. I mean, he's, yeah, he's the guy. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's in the conversation to be one of those top two or three guys for sure. Yeah, but I think when you pair his, his skill set and his talent with obviously Lincoln Riley and what he does, it almost doesn't matter who they have on the outside, who they have in the backfield. He's so good at scheming things, getting guys open that, um, you know, it, it'll, it'll be a game to watch. We, we've done a pretty good job against them the last couple of years and trying to contain them. Just obviously a big 12 championship game. We just got, we got down early and then had a couple of turnovers late that killed us, but we're right. But there. still had a chance in that game. I mean, if we, if we just eat that last ball, don't throw a pick and live to fight another down. And we still, you know, we got a chance to come down and, and, mm-hmm. you know, make it a ball game again. And obviously one earlier in the year. So yeah, that's a, th- that that's going to be a dog fight. I mean, that's the one game on the schedule where we, we might not be favored. We probably won't be, um, you know, depending on how the, the, uh, the games come before that um, play out. But that's going to be, that's going to be a fun one to watch. That's the game where you talk about being in the, the two thirty ABC slot. Uh, as long as we take care of business leading up to it, that'll be a prime time game on national TV and what a chance to, you know, solidify our brand, um, against, uh, you know, a blue blood who's jumping ship to go to the, uh, the sec. Yeah. I think the the Texas game could be a big one too. Cause I see them at their schedule, they play Louisiana first game and Louisiana is probably ranked a little bit higher because of what they did to us last year, but Texas should obviously win that game and play at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is terrible. Rice, Texas Tech, TCU. So they should, you know, could very well be undefeated versus OU. That'll be a big game for them. And I saw they, uh, I saw some Arkansas fans jumping on Chris Williams um, for saying that they're they're going to get game day. Arkansas is so bad and has been no. so bad for a long time. Like, no. come on. The only thing they could do outside of, because I think it'll be the 20th anniversary. No, I think it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11, right? 
or is that yeah so yeah maybe they do something with like if their service academies which obviously would be fine but it's not going to be texas and unranked or a, a 19th ranked texas at unranked arkansas is not going to be a game day who's probably zero and one i don't even know who they have week yeah, one I mean, but... it'll definitely be probably because i think a lot of people if iowa beats indiana i'll be i bet they're going to jump probably close up in the top 10 i would think so and then we'll obviously be you know I was just a well-respected program. They, yeah, if they're one and zero, they'll probably jump up their ways. Yeah, I'm surprised they were they were 18th. I don't think there's mm-hmm. probably 18 teams better than them um, coming into the season. But you know, the preseason rankings are. I like them this year because we're seventh, and it's fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of years, you know, we we say we don't care, and because they're they're fraudulent. But yeah. and then obviously we end the year with TCU um, at home. I don't know. I don't have much to say about TCU. Gary Patterson's still there. He, you know, he sinks country. I don't know. That's about as exciting a thing about TCU as there is. Their quarterbacks from um, Central. We used to play against that. Yeah, Max. Uh, Max. How do you say his last name? Duggan. Duggan, Duggan? Dad used, I think his dad used to coach. He's a good Matt. player. He's a he's a tank running he's the good. ball. He, I like that. Yeah, him. he's good. He just had some issues staying healthy, but I think. Yeah. Uh, he he like you always say this about you know uh especially just white football players in general but he actually like you know coach's kid first guy in last guy out he's, he seems he seems super gritty you know I, I bet he's you know just he's an overachiever for sure um but he actually like seems like he is that player which is funny um but no i'm a fan of his uh i hope he sucks on that day but i'm a fan of his so i you know i hope him success the other whatever, 11 years the year. last one in first one out yeah, but I, but yeah, but I wasn't a football coach's kid. I, my dad's a baseball coach. Jim Blyde. How how are Jim and Cinda? They're doing good. They're doing fantastic. Living the uh, the retired life, living on a golf course. My dad golfs about two or three times a week. My mom's picked up the game, so they're they're living the absolute life right now. And they're both better than you because you suck. Okay, now we're being mean. I thought we had a deal. If we were going to do a season two of Myriad of Life, that you were going to be nice to me this year. No. Held up for less than one full episode. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. I'm a big Ohio State Buckeye fan this week, so they play. They open up. We're recording this Tuesday night, um, the August. It's gonna be the 31st. They open up on Thursday night against. Oh, it's a Thursday game. They play Sweet. in Minneapolis, so. Uh, Todd Fitch, who was my quarterback's coach, is the off. He's an offensive analyst there now, and then Tony Alford, obviously, is a running backs coach. So uh, I texted back and forth with Coach Fitch, and I think I'm going to try to meet up with him. Maybe, hopefully, sometime Thursday, just go to the team hotel because it's a night game. Maybe just uh, you're going against your hometown Gophers. I know, I know how big of a, a Gopher fan you are. So I know how much you love to. I, I know how much you row the boat. So that would be because like. Flex done obviously winning 11 games. And I think you're two or three, like he's, I, I did see him at shields one time. I took the girls to shields and he was doing like a book signing or something with his wife and they were there. She had like 15. Is, is he legitimate? Like, is he really like that? Yeah, or is it just a fake? Is he, you fake? know what? I'll say this. He is, um, I mean, you can't argue the results and it's very, it is very difficult to get the attention of people here in the cities. I honestly probably, and I'm not even exaggerating, see more, I see a ton of Iowa state like bumper stickers and sweatshirts. Cause obviously there's a big alumni base here. I do see some Iowa, not a lot of people will rep Minnesota. I think a lot of that is perspective <laughs> of like, you're very proud of your, I mean, there's a, there's two private schools here that are like St. Thomas and St. John's. And that's like just everybody, like the kid that works for me is my uh, therapy specialist. Our associate went to St. John's. 
like about you see so many people went to St. Thomas and St. John's. You just hear more people talk about that or rep it's a pro it's a pro sports town. Well, I'm just saying then you do the university of Minnesota cause their athletic yeah. department has been, they've had scandals and like seven different ADs coming through and all kinds of issues with their programs. So it's, it's an interesting mix to have, you know, the Gophers and have Fleck here and how successful and just nobody talks about it. Cause yeah. you know, everybody's talks about obviously the Vikings and it's kind of just the Vikings in the wild <laughs> NFL hockey twins are here, but nobody really gives a shit. And then, Timberwolves. Yeah, they they're bad too. So, are the but, um, is the Lynx any good? Isn't that the WNBA team? They've actually, yeah, they're the only team that's won won championships. But it's you know it's it's WNBA. Bridget Carlson plays for them. Nope. Take the girls down to watch watch a game. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just the Gophers are the Gophers. But uh, I might uh, hopefully I don't know if I'll try to go to that game Thursday night and just watch Ohio State up close because that that'd be obviously an impressive team to watch. Kind of see what they look like. They're kind of one of those teams that has rosters that just look di- like they're playing a different sport. Like, wait, yeah, we're getting closer. We're closing that gap, but we are. We're getting closer. But yeah, they're one of those teams. Yeah, Alabama, Clemson, those guys that uh, they got. They look different getting off the bus than, than most teams. But mm-hmm. but overall, man, let's wrap this up. I'm um, I, I I've said it probably 15 different times. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited for the players because I know they put a ton of work in and had to sacrifice a ton last year. And there's guys like Charlie Kohler and, and some others who could easily be, you know, making a ton of money and probably getting ready to start their first NFL season who came back. That's a huge risk. Uh, but it, it says a lot about kind of who they are and, you know, is, is men and grownups and I'm excited for them. And, um, you know, it's five, it's five-star culture. They want to be a part of it. It absolutely is. And you can look at the, how, how well we're recruiting right now. And you look talk about the headwinds we have in recruiting with obviously Coach Campbell and everybody wanting to talk about what his next job is and obviously everything around realignment and all that crap, you know. But if we just keep winning, I think it's it's gonna take care of itself and our culture and you know what our coaches are selling and just what our players are selling and kind of the results of that. And you put that together with the fan support and I just can't wait to see it. You know, our, our cycle nation is gonna show out and I think it's gonna be beautiful come Saturday. 100%. I think uh, this whole season is going to be a payoff of, you know, like you said, the the sacrifices that our, our players and staff and the whole program shit fans, everybody made sacrifices last year um, going through, you know, what we went through and what everybody in, in the world has gone through. Uh, I think this year's the payoff. I think this is where we, we reap the benefits and, and we get the reward for all that hard work and all the, the sacrifices that, that went into last year. Uh, and especially as fans, I mean, the players, you know, obviously they, they want the reward and they're going to get it too. But as fans, I mean, it's just going to be so much fun to pack Jack Trice stadium and watch a top 10 football team, take the field on Saturday, you know, all fall long uh, and watch good quality football. We, we, Jack Trice has been packed a lot of times, but it wasn't always to watch good quality football. And this year it, uh, it no doubt will be. So um, yeah, you've, you've said it 37 times. So I'll, I'll echo it. I'm, I'm excited for this year. I cannot wait to, to get out there and, and watch them on Saturday to watch them all fall along um, and watch them take care of business and, and compete and hopefully win a big 12 title and, uh, and make a playoff run. I mean, that's, that's what you dream about as a, as a player. And now, you know, as fans for you and I, you know, we're just washed up guys watching like everybody else. Uh, and that's what we dream about too. So, um, let's get this start thing started, man. It's, uh, it's been a long off season and, and I'm ready to get the, get the season going. So 
Absolutely. One and oh, let's go Cyclones. All right, guys, uh, everybody have fun this weekend. Enjoy the game, be safe and uh, go Cyclones and we'll, we'll check in next week. Yes, sir. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, buddy. Go state.